0: Hi, I'm Megan Francis,
1: and I'm Dave Kroc, and this is the LifeWork podcast.
0: In this show, we'll explore what it really takes to build a business while designing a life that matters. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 5.1 of the LifeWork podcast. I'm Megan Francis here with Dave Kroc. Apologize for my froggy voice this week. I've been overusing it. I'm talking to all of you guys Monday through Friday, so I'm hoping that you are all checking in with us daily. This week, we are talking about pivoting and transitioning um, either from one business to another or within a business, maybe changing up your role um, or you know, making some other changes, um, going after new opportunities, You know, what have you. And today, I'm going to kick it off, this whole topic, by asking Dave a question.
1: Hmm. I'm, I'm ready for this question.
0: <laughs> and I don't know. I have actually no idea what Dave's going to say to this. Um, I don't and, even know what the question is. No, okay. So Here we're we both go. in the dark. Let's do this. Here we go. Dave, do you think you should quit your job to start a business? Yes. Dun, dun, dun. yes. Right now.
1: <laughs> yes. Run out millions of you and quit <laughs> your jobs immediately. I think I think everybody has the creative capability to do their own thing. Mm. If you think about it, 100 years ago or so, we were all entrepreneurs. Everybody, yeah. we were a milkman, you were a whatever you were, right? So you we, the the trade that you did, you were basically independently uh, independently operating. And then after a while, with the sort of the advancement of larger organizations, people started to go to work for someone else. And slowly, we just be kind of became that society first, as opposed to being entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So um, so the short answer is yes, I think everybody <laughs> is capable. However, there's lots of caveats to that. Yeah, of course. Um, and I think the question of, should you quit your job and make the leap? There are probably a little bit less than equal numbers of people that say yes to say no. Yeah. I think it's a very controversial question. It
0: is a controversial question. And I have to say, um, I did quit my job to start a business and it was the right choice for me at the time. Um, for me, I think so much of it is personality based. Yeah. And also for, for me, that sense of urgency that I had, and I didn't like just give my papers and walk out. It wasn't like that. I, I did ease into it a bit, but I, I leapt before the net was fully in place. The net was there, but it had a lot of holes in it. And Mm -hmm. if I didn't fall in the right spot, uh, well, I was going to fall through. But I think there was a couple of factors that made that possible. One was that my lifestyle was so low Mm -hmm. that, yeah, there was risk. But the overall risk was relatively low. I mean, yeah. I could have easily gone out and gotten another low-paying job.
1: <laughs> sure, right.
0: And I didn't have a lot in the way of bills. So I think that's actually just like its own, you know, keeping that lifestyle yes. portion very under control when there's any question that you may leave your current position. Or if you are in a position to do it, saving up and putting yeah. your, you know, really having that um, that cushion there. And then I also was young. Yeah, And that's another thing, you know, I, I, yeah, I was 25 years old and really had a lot of time to play with. Mm It wasn't like, I felt like, I didn't feel like I was at any crucial moment in my career and I wasn't walking away from anything that great. So it's kind of like, it's like the, you know, the trifecta, right? Low, low, low money to begin with, low lifestyle,
1: low expectations, low
0: expectations, plenty of time to mess with it. Right. And which is key. Hey, I was leaving behind nothing. So, I don't know. I guess now, you know, now at 38 years old with a family, well I had a family then, but like with a family in a in a house and the two cars and more of a lifestyle than we had then, I might make a very different decision.
1: Sure, sure. I think you, the the point that you touched on about lifestyle is a huge one. Um kind of main t- I I think that's smart for people to do all along. Uh, you think yeah. about it, the the average millionaire lives differently. Than the average person that's making say seventy five k a year. Yeah, it seems it seems like the person making seventy five k a year versus the millionaire who's got essentially a million net worth. Yeah, it lives differently. In in the seventy five k year, it tends to live what seems to be a higher lifestyle than the millionaire. And yeah. I think there's a reason for that. Mm. I think people, if you're focused on building wealth or you're focused on freedom from the rat race, so this is that's what we're talking about. Here, right. right, leaving the rat race to pursue your own gig. Um, I, I think it's very smart to keep your lifestyle within, you know, li- living within your means, but then living a lifestyle that is not dependent upon a certain income, yeah. especially when you make that leap, right? So, yeah. like you say, if you don't have those uh, roadblocks of, gosh, I got to make five to seven thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. month one, right? You know, if that's your if that's your perspective and that's where you're at, I highly recommend not making that leap and and building it alongside what you do, yeah. Um, you know, I think in your spare time, what you have. In the time around the time that you're at work, the spare time, the weekends, mm-hmm. the nights, those are the times to be hustling.
0: Yeah. This week we're talking um, on, oh, what day is it? Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. We're talking to Barbara Jones, who um, left one position for another. And she does talk about how yeah. she had that safety net because the, the two she'd been in the industry she was in, music industry as an executive, long enough that she could always go back. Right. Um, so that's another factor sure. that, you know, needs to be kind of thought of in there is is if for whatever reason your new venture, not that it doesn't work out, but because I always like to be very optimistic and believe everything's going to work out. Of course. But if it's different than what you thought or if you feel, if, if it doesn't grow as quickly as you thought it would or something like that, um, it's just really good to have that something else. And also that I think that not only is it, just from a perspective of safety and security, good to have that. But also financial stress takes up a huge portion of mm-hmm. your energy, mm-hmm. mental power, emotional energy, everything. And if you're always thinking about paying the bills, you will not make the right business decisions. And I've, I've definitely fallen into that trap, that lifestyle creep combined with, yeah. you know, and it can really be a little insidious because, you know, one year you're kind of broke in your business and then the next year you actually makes some real money. So you mm-hmm. kind of assume it's just going to kind of follow that trajectory. And it's very easy for those little, especially if you've been depriving yourself for a while, yeah. it's easy to kind of justify sure. letting those little things creep in. So I, I think those are all important things. Um, and definitely case by case kind for of sure. situation.
1: Yeah. And I think another yeah. point that's important, so that should you quit your job to start a business, um, the direction you're headed, so the opportunity right. in front of you is a big one, right? That That needs to be a truly good opportunity. I think so many people often look at and this is this is true if you are starting a business versus if you're leaping to a, another job or whatever. Whatever seems to be directly in front of you as the opportunity in quotes almost never is exactly how it's envisioned yeah. that first go. So the idea and this is another thing we're talking about this week with sort of the pivoting angle is as you charge forward in either starting your business or growing it, what you think the landscape is going to look like, and, and over time you get better at this, but when you first start out, it's not always that way and you need to be ready to pivot. You need to be ready mm, to, to yep. slightly change course or majorly change course um, and have that flexibility built into your expectations and your plan. I think so many people start a business with this sort of monolithic idea of what mm-hmm. the opportunity is and also what they, what they, they, how it's going to unfold.
0: For them, yeah. For
1: them. And so they dive into it or yeah. they say, you know, everybody's going to want... Uh, what was the beta? There was VHS yeah. and there was beta, right? Yeah. Remember those two things? Yeah. Way back in the day. So the beta... And they were
0: both equally, you know, good products. Yeah. People really got behind both. It's not like yep. the beta people, you know, yeah. didn't have a good product. It's just... Exactly. And you have to pick one or the other.
1: Right. So, if you've invested <laughs> millions won. and millions of dollars, right. or if you've invested your life savings, you know, or you've, you know, built banked everything on that working out, right. that is not a good place to be. So, the idea of, of capping your risk or mm. reducing the downside, I think it, that is important. So, yeah. understanding that you're, if you start slow and you maybe not even slow, you start small yeah. and you define what you think the market wants and then you learn a lot. Yeah. In the early, early days. And then you change a little bit, you pivot a little bit and you reiterate your product and then you test it again. And then Mm -hmm. you reiterate based upon that feedback. Eventually you get to a point where you realize, okay, there's a perfect fit here or there's not a perfect fit here. And I go do something else. If you've done that, where you've kept your investment low, you've kept your time investment low. Now you're not, you've capped that risk and you can move on to something else. Or like you said, you could actually go back to work. I think so many people think, if I make this leap, it's irreversible. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it's not. Yeah. And most it doesn't mean...
0: And if you do go back, it's not that... And that's not to say that you've failed and you'll never start another business. Um, there, I right. think people these days especially are bouncing in and out. Right. Uh, it's not the world it used to be where people keep the same job and the same industry for 20, 30, 40 years. I and mean, people are expected now yep. to bounce in and out and try different things and move around. And so there's no reason why that couldn't also include... Moving out of an industry in which you have a regular job to right. do something different for a while, and then maybe going back and coming back out. So, yeah, I, I think that there's never just an A and B. There's right. never like a choice A or choice B. There's always like a C, D, yeah, E, F, and beyond. Right. <laughs> as right. well.
1: When I think about it, like if I get a resume. For somebody applying for a job and they on that resume, they actually had their own business for a short Mm -hmm. period of time or they went and tried their own business for a short period of time. The skills that you learn as you make that leap and as you go through that process and then, you know, hey, it didn't work or, you know, I really enjoyed some of the stability of working for somebody else or Mm -hmm. whatever that reason is. As long as it's legitimate, I, I enjoy people that have had that experience being part of the team because I like a very entrepreneurial kind of team. You right. know? So, uh, the skills that you learn, I mean, you think about the idea of regret. Mm-hmm. You think about the idea of not having tried, at least. Um, there's so much you can do in your spare time, even while keeping your day job.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I do want to say, though, I think th- there's two other things that um, just popped into my head while you were talking. And one is for people, particularly who are building online businesses. Maybe where they're trying to be seen as like a thought leader. There's a lot of BS out there about how quickly you can make this stuff happen. For sure. Um, And there's this sense that everyone else is doing it overnight. Right. And what is the saying about, you know, the overnight success who actually worked on it for 15 years or whatever. Yeah. yeah, The
1: the 20 year overnight success. The 20
0: year overnight success. So many of them out there. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of it I think is kind of smoke and mirrors. And it's, it's um, disappointing to me sometimes when I I think that, especially people who are really getting enthusiastic about a new business venture um, and how quickly they're going to be able to be able to make it take off are looking to, to people as leaders and mentors who either were just extremely lucky, right? Maybe bought some of their early success. Sure. So that's rampant yeah. um, in that world. Or who, who you know, just aren't really being very honest uh, right. for whatever. Probably because they're trying to profit. Could be. Of it, you know, absolutely. There's a lot of
1: people that make money selling the idea of how, of, to, make of money. how to make money. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And so I think that's really important to to look to people who are. I really think it's important to look to people in your own community, maybe who are building brick and mortar businesses or right. where there's there's not that ability to have that screen sure that fog in front of them you can kind of see a little bit more clearly what it is they did because you can apply that model to any business even if it's something completely online um i do want to talk a little bit about the sense of urgency yeah because on the one hand it's like we're talking about security and doing things smart and but then what about on the other side sure if you never have that feeling like if i don't do this now it's not going to happen. Right. A lot of people will literally just never make it happen.
1: Right. You just yeah. kind of stumble along yeah. thinking, boy, I really wish I could do that. I really yes. wish I could do that. This is where I think, so we talk about the idea of what could go wrong, the risks there. I think it's great and totally fine in your life to have small, non-catastrophic things go wrong.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because
1: even if you get into a position where you're like, okay, I'm broke. I don't have a job. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going next. Yeah. There's something in in what happens in the survival instinct and if you're a smart person, which almost all of us are, almost all of us understand some basics about, uh, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you understand some basics. You're very smart. You're very smart. Let's take a minute (laughs) just to say thank you. You're so smart people. You're so smart. Look at those egos being stroked. Yeah. So, um most people have an innate sense who who pay attention to the business world in an innate sense that there are some principles that work and they can study them whatever yeah. so you can learn to get your way out of whatever situation you're in i think there's some power in that idea of broke in that yeah. idea of i can't just throw money at a problem or throw people at a problem i have to actually figure out the real solution um i think there's i think there's power in that so I, so yeah. the risk is not is probably I mean, what's the, if you can look down the path and see Mm -hmm. what's the worst thing that could happen and you can acclimate yourself to that actually happening. Yeah. Why? Why wait?
0: Well, and I I think that's uh, the, what's the worst thing that could happen is something that I I say to people all the time yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they're like, what do you mean? What's the worst thing that could happen? I could lose my house. You know what, My kids could end up sleeping in a, in a cardboard in a box, box and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I, and I think there's that there is some value or validity to that, um, kind of going to that extreme. But for most of us who live in a developed nation, who right. have a certain level of intelligence and resources, it's probably not going to happen. Right. You may end up, not living in the house you currently live in, if things go all to hell, For sure. For sure. you may end up renting, you may end yep. up not driving a nice car, yep. you may end up having to sell some stuff. Yep. But I think if you have this drive, and that's what you really want to do, and it's either that or you just stay in a job you don't love, just because you think probably you won't get laid off, but you don't really even know
1: Right. that. Let's talk about that <laughs> yes. risk, right? Yeah. The idea that my job is safe. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you look around in—I mean, look through like the late nineties all the way and through the two thousands. Yeah. Um, if you worked in in some internet startups in the early two thousands, there were people being shed left and right. Yeah. And then the late two thousands with the financial crisis, there's so many things went wrong that we're kind of still feeling some of the effects of. Um, no job is really safe. Yeah. Right. No. There are things that could affect the company. Um, there are things that could affect your the people around you, you know, a new boss could come in that wants to clean house. There's so many things that could happen. Your number gets pulled because you're an expensive employee and it's time for you to have early retirement or there's so many things that could go wrong. And, um, so that this, the security of having a job is not necessarily that because number one, your income is reliant upon something somewhat that you can control. Yeah. But very much is outside of your control. Yeah. And so what I love about the idea of building a business, especially if it's reliant upon me, I can see in front of me what I need to do, what needs to go right, what yeah. needs to be within a certain range you know yeah. of of acceptability in terms of sales or people buying what I have or the the rate I can pay people to work for me, or things like that as long i I'm in control mm-hmm. and if I fail, yeah, I failed, but I learned and I can pivot, and I can try again, you yeah. know, and that there's something that's especially if you do this multiple times and you develop multiple streams of income you've developed multiple businesses that are you know small in their own way but you can have them run without you you can now diversify yourself so you're not reliant upon one job yeah and uh, you can do that while you still have a job
0: yeah. And, you know, last week, our um, interview with Julie Cole, when she was talking about when they started the company Mabel's Labels, yep. which was just acquired for $12 million, mm-hmm. Um, they started in a basement with Sweat Equity. It was their free time that they yep. had around raising kids and whatever else all the different people had going on for sure. late at night and printing their own stuff. Yeah. So there wasn't it wasn't like it required a huge up, upfront investment. Everybody mm-hmm. has time.
1: Yep. Yeah, (laughs) you think about it, it's going back to one of our, our, what an awesome interview I thought with Laura Vanderkam um, on her book, 168 hours, you have more time than you think. The idea of how much free time an individual actually has that gets thrown into things like TV Mm. or weekends, even, you know, there's so much there that could be recaptured. You know, when you think about, how many people build things. There are people that have part-time jobs that are 20 hours a week, right? Right. Well, which turn into full-time jobs. A business can be started in that amount of time or less. Right. It can turn into your full-time job and you can just, then you've got options.
0: Right. Then you've got options. Yeah. Well, that's a great way to set up the rest of the week where we'll be talking about pivoting and making transitions. So whether your transition is you don't have a business yet, but you want one. Or mm-hmm. you are already running a business and it's time to make a change. Um, we're going to cover all that this week. Next uh, Tomorrow we'll be back with episode 5.2, where we'll be c- talking about some tools and resources, as we always do on Tuesdays, um, that will help you, make, you know, make those decisions, make those transitions. Mm-hmm. That kind of rhymed.
1: Yeah, it did rhyme.
0: <laughs> it actually totally rhymed.
1: Oh my gosh. I want
0: to take one second to thank everyone who's listening and t- to... Um, to give you a little bit of a plea to go to itunes and rate or review the show you can find a link for that at lifeworkpodcast.com right at the bottom of each post and in the sidebar somewhere that will just direct you right to the itunes page Mm -hmm. it's a little complicated when you first get on there but you can do it leave us a rating or review it helps us decide what to talk about in the future and it helps us to know if you're liking the show and, and what you think you know you'd like to see and hear and what we can change in the future so thanks so much we'll see you tomorrow Thanks for listening to the Life Work Podcast. Build
1: your business and design your life with us every day, Monday through Friday.
0: And find us at lifeworkpodcast.com.